Welcome to the Soul Gym. We are your Soul Gym sisters. I'm Crystal. And I'm Jody. And yes, we, we are, are sisters. sisters. Hey, welcome to the Soul Gym. We're excited that you're here with us today. Um, last week, just a quick recap, we talked about um, meditation and the training process on how to get your thoughts, your words, and actions into alignment with the Word of God. Um, we've been talking for the last few weeks about the process of renewing the mind so that you can go from uh, flabby thinking to developing mental muscle. Mental muscle. Yes. And so in, in renewing the mind process, we said, as far as meditation is concerned, if you know how to worry you definitely know how to meditate because worry's just thinking, um, ruminating on the wrong things. So uh, get your thoughts focused on the right thing. Um, think about that. Talk about it. Mutter it. And now, now you're on the process of meditating on the right thing. And remember, what we meditate on, what we focus on gets in our heart and eventually comes out of our mouth. Matthew 12, 34 says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so this week, that's exactly what we're going to talk about, the power of our words. In um, Proverbs 18, 21, it says that death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love, love it will eat its fruit. So the tongue, talk, <laughs> talking about the tongue, um, first of all, on average, the tongue is about five inches long. Just some fascinating data for you. Each tongue, just like our fingers, has its own print. There are over 10,000 taste buds. It can be curled by 85% of the population. Um, can you? I can't. Jody can stick her tongue all the way up her nose. Mine's a little longer it, than a, the average. A little longer. It's like nine, <laughs> ten inches long. You're like it's a, a gift. It's a, you're like a dragon. <laughs> it's a gift. Oh Lord! And so the tongue. We're 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 making jests, but the tongue really responds to the speed of thought, and the tongue has life changing power and ability. Like what, what's the scripture in James, Jody? Uh, let me read out of James chapter three. Uh, many people say, oh, my tongue, my words, they don't really matter. But in James chapter three, I'm reading out of the TPT version. It Which says is the best. Oh, it's the best version. We all fail in many areas, but especially with our words. Yet if we're able to bridle the words, we say we are powerful enough to control ourselves in, in every way. Wow. The Bible says if you are able to control your tongue, you are able to control yourself in every way. And that means our character is mature and fully developed. Horses have bits and bridles in their mouths so that we can control and guide their large body. And the same with mighty ships, though they are massive and driven by fierce winds, yet they are steered by a tiny rudder at the direction of the person at the helm. And so the tongue is a small part of the body, yet it carries great power. Absolutely. Um, absolutely amazing. So you were talking about, um, well, in our book, Mind Moxie, hey, if you haven't read it, you might want to get it on Amazon. 
the the power. I think what chapter seven or eight? Uh, chapter eight. Chapter mind messages. Yeah, mind messages. Um, our book opens up with um just an amazing story on how um Jody's words uh, shaped her her son, and so she's gonna um read a little portion of this for you. Okay. Uh. Here's my story with my son. It was 10 days into the school year when I received a phone call concerning my oldest son's behavior. He was goofing off and hadn't turned in, in his homework. No, not Noah. No. <laughs> no. Yes, Noah. No. I know. <laughs> I had been down this road since the day he entered kindergarten. My speech went something like this. Noah. What are you doing? Why do you continue to act like this? You know what to do, but you continue to goof around, slack off, and never take school seriously. Why won't you just do what you're supposed to do? What am I going to do with you? My son was a sophomore in high school. Imagine the number of lectures, speeches, and butt-chewing this kid had, ha had heard. The amazing thing Nothing ever changed. His desire to do good in school was at its lowest, but this time I thought would be different. <laughs> I embarked upon the Oscar of all parental speeches, the one that would bring him to his knees. The weight of his guilt and shame would break him. He would shed his lethargic attitude, strap on the cape of discipline, and emerge the all-star student we all knew he could be. But the opposite happened. He shrank in helplessness on the living room couch. His head hung. I gave, gave my best shot to shame this kid into excellent behavior. And in mid-sentence, the voice of God spoke to me and said, Jody, everything you are saying to this young man, he now believes. And he has become. So all the years of calling him lazy, undisciplined, goofing off have arrived. Your words have shaped this man into who he is today. Words, good or bad, inform our thinking and create our mind messages. I was frozen. He sat slumped. His eyes were fixed on the floor. I wanted to cry, but I didn't. I felt a supernatural rush of love surge through me like a bolt of lightning. God showed me the responsibility my words had in shaping my son's destiny. I said, Noah, forgive me. Everything I have said about you has been wrong. You are a man of God. You are disciplined, you are focused, and you are smart. The silence was agonizing, but a spark of life entered his body. His shoulders lifted in slow motion, followed by his eyes. We looked at each other. Talk about the power of our words. This young man now has graduated from high school and is now a United States Marine. My parenting changed when I started to see my kids how God sees them. They are men and women of faith. Amen. They are righteous. They are good. They are kind, disciplined, and full of character. When correction is necessary, I remind them. Yes, you have made a mistake, but that is not who you are. See what God sees. Amen. So when we go back, you, you can see what, what happened. I mean, that, that story brings tears to my eyes. And, and as Jody changed her words, 
And, and the power, when, when scripture says that death and life, that is exactly what was happening. Life was released when you saw Noah the way God sees Noah and started to speak those words. And ever since then, and that was years ago, mm-hmm. you you completely changed how, how you, you saw him and what, what you said to him. So life is released when our words agree with God's word and death comes when we speak words of fear or discord, anger, whatever, I mean, whatever was happening then. And so when, when we're talking about the power of words, you'll oftentimes hear the word confession, my positive confession or my negative confession. And really you were just saying confession means to Uh, confession in biblical terms, means to say the same thing. Um, In Genesis, it talks about how God created man in his own image. Many people, you know, balk at all my words, my confession, they don't mean anything. But when God has created us in his image, it says, in the beginning, God said. In the beginning, God said. In the beginning, God said. And then he saw so God created the world. He created created everything. He created you. He created me with his words. Mm-hmm. And then God said, I create man in my own image. We are the only being on this planet that speaks. Animals don't speak. Uh, things don't speak. Man speaks. And he's given us that power in order to control our lives, to create, to dominate. See, people talk just to talk. You know, yeah. they, they think their tongues and their mouths were just to blow off steam or to to give people a piece of their mind or, or to share their opinion. But really, the original intent for God to give us the ability to speak is to create our world. That's what words were made for. Right. And when sin entered the world, obviously, guess what? Life is not unfair and crap happens. I mean... Everybody is is going through something. You hear that all the time. And what we're saying about positive confession or using the, those our words um, right, it's not that we're saying we deny yeah. that that things are happening. We 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 get it. I mean, death happens and, and sickness. sickness and and debt and bad things happen. But what using positive confession, God's word is all about. We don't deny it, but we do declare uh, what God says about our situation. Mm-hmm. There, But yet there is such a temptation when we feel lousy mm-hmm. to, to say something. When pressure comes, it is it almost seems natural mm-hmm. to want to say the negative because that that is how we feel. Um, be, and we do just thoroughly enjoy sympathy, <laughs> we sure <laughs> don't, do. don't we? I mean, if, if you <laughs> wonder if words have power, have you ever walked into a room where people are fighting, where yeah. a, a couple has just had a knockdown, drag out fight, and you can feel the tension in the air? Well, what happened? Words were exchanged. Yeah. And in those words w- was power. And sadly, negatively, yeah. they created in an environment of strife and stress. The same way words can create life and healing and joy and peace. That's what words were were created for. Absolutely. So one of the greatest indicators of what's going on in our life is to, um, yeah, the words we speak, but first they're in our head. Yeah. 
if they weren't in our head, they've, they've gotten into our heart. And so start to listen to the running dialogue in your head. That self-talk that we all have, that is a great indicator of, of where, where you're at, what obviously what you're thinking. And what gets in our heart um, we, will come out. And negative self-talk is, is detrimental. So as those negative thoughts are going on in your head and they, they deposit themselves, guess what? They're going to come out. And so as we start saying all these negative things about our situation, about our kids, about our, about our job, our boss, about ourselves, listen, that negative self-talk is, is personally detrimental, but it definitely changes how other people see you. If all I'm doing is talking about how ugly I am, how fat I am, how, guess what? Other people start to believe that as well. So it's not just detrimental for you, but as your kids hear you constantly putting yourself down, um, that becomes detrimental for them as well. And so, um, listen to the, the, the negative self self talk that could be going on in in your head. What what about Joel Osteen? What he says to wives? Oh yeah, it, Joe, we love that. Is Joel Osteen says that um, as long as you're putting yourself down in front of your husband, you know, calling yourself fat. Oh, don't I look horrible? Look at the cellulite in my butt. It's like I got hail damage. When when your husband starts to believe it, don't be surprised. Yeah. Do not be surprised. So you know what? You are hot and 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 <laughs> say you're hot. I'm and, hot. And you might not you might not exactly believe it, but as you continue uh-huh. to to God thinks so much about you and he wants so many he wants everything great in your life, you're gonna you you keep talking it, you keep applying God's promises to that, and you're gonna start believing it. Yeah. Some people go, Well, if I say this, you know, I, I don't really believe it or I didn't mean it. Well, say it once, say it 10 times, say it for a week, say it for a month, say it for five years. You're going to start believing. So, Yep, absolutely. See, it's so interesting how this mind-mouth loop that we live in, think about it. It's kind of like we we live in this this loop Mm -hmm. from we take in information, it, it, you know, runs around in our head and we either decide... Yep, I'm going to take yep. that and I'm going to deposit it or uh-uh, I'm not going to take that. That completely goes against God's word and I'm going to dump it. I'm going to get it out. It's not going to get into my heart. I'm not going to believe that. That's not what God thinks about me, but it's so interesting. You know, from from the start of the soul gym, you know, we we want you to dive inside, you know, and get strong inside so that everything can be strong on the outside. But as as you're starting to become aware of your thinking, we've we've talked about this that um, thoughts have emotional components. Uh-huh. You know, there's there's an emotional emotional component, and they get buried into our subconscious. You know, all these thoughts for for years and years and years, and we're we're unaware of them. But when a a negative or positive, but let, let's say a negative thought pops up. That's when you feel that, you know, you, 
you there's a feeling component to it and you can start to gauge your own body your body you know you start to slump or you feel angry you, you just have this lousy sense about you lack of energy those are all really good signs that you are feeling some negative emotions from from some thought that you might not even be aware popped itself up out there and so we're just saying that is a great time to to not just lay in it mm-hmm. and feel gross. Start speaking against it. Exactly. Yeah. This is the time to challenge. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, it does get easier. Mm-hmm. You really do start to become more and more aware, and you can pull yourself out of that that self pity, that yucky feeling, a lot faster is don't just lay in it and wallow in it, but be aware that your body's feeling this. So guess what? Mm -hmm. There's some negative thinking going by. So find a scripture. Yes. For example, the holidays are coming. Yep. Now I know they're not the everyone's favorite time of year. Maybe this is a trigger. Maybe you've lost someone. You've lost your spouse. You've lost a child. Um, You just don't care much for the holidays and you tend to find yourself feeling a little blue. Here's the perfect example. Okay, feelings are coming. Thoughts are coming. Mm -hmm. Negativity's coming. What's the natural thing for you to do? To go to friends, to go to family and go, I'm so sad. I'm so lonely. I hate the holidays. Okay, that's what most people do. Now, what we're trying to get everyone to to do is to start agreeing with the word of God. The word of God says something differently. The word of God has given us tools to overcome these situations. The word of God has given us scripture that that can help defeat loneliness, depression, sadness. Take, for example, the scripture, the joy of the Lord is my strength. This is what we do. This, the feelings come, the thoughts come. I don't have anybody. I'm so lonely. I'm so down. I need someone. What you need to do is open up the scripture, find scriptures on joy and peace, and start putting those in your mouth. And those thoughts and feelings come. You put those in your mouth. And that's how you you come against the lies of the devil. That's how you come against the the attacks and the things that have kept you down and have kept you defeated. The word of God, again, I always say has life and power in it. But in order for that life and power to work, you've got to put it in your mouth. Right. It You can't just fight it in your head. You're going to lose every time if you just sit and go, oh, I shouldn't feel this way. Oh, this I shouldn't be this way. I need to do something. Put the word of God in your mouth and start quoting the joy of the Lord is my strength, the joy. And all of a sudden that power will start filling Mm -hmm. your thoughts, your emotions, and it will literally kick out any thoughts and feelings of depression, but you got to keep at it now once or twice, you know, it might do it, but you got to keep at it and keep at it, especially if depression or sadness has been a real stronghold in your life. Exactly. And so we speak the promise, yes. not not the problem. And when we speak the promise, our soul receives instruction about what is to be believed instead of what the symptoms are or what the situation yes. looks like. And listen, if all else fails, shut your, your mouth. mouth. <laughs> 
don't give voice to the to the problems. Pro- Proverbs, like what Proverbs ten nineteen says, too much talk leads to sin. Yes. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. Mm-hmm. So that's it. Sometimes you just don't say anything. Yeah. Well, James, like I read earlier, James talks about if you can control your mouth, you can control your whole life. So keep. Yeah. Some of winning the battle is just. Keep your mouth shut. Don't say anything. So um, just a quick recap. Uh, we cannot underestimate the power of our words. Uh, they, they create life or death. Listen to your self-talk. What gets in your heart will come out your mouth. And remember, speak God's promise, not the problem. Um, discipline your mouth and you are on your way to toning up flabby thinking and developing mental muscle. Mental muscle. So again, thank you for joining us at the Soul Gym. Uh, We are your Soul Gym sisters. Next week, we're going to talk about how not to quit when the times get really tough. Um, Please follow us on social media. Contact us. Uh, Go to Amazon and get our book, Mind Moxie, How to Help You Master What's Mastering You. Uh, We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.